Letter thirty of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends, edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. To George and Thomas Keats, Hampstead, Friday, twenty third, January, eighteen eighteen. My dear brothers, I was thinking what hindered me from writing so long, for I have so many things to say to you and know not where to begin. It shall be upon a thing most interesting to you, my poem i have given the first book to taylor he seemed more than satisfied with it and to my surprise proposed publishing it in quarto if hayden would make a drawing of some event therein for a frontispiece i called on hayden he said he would do anything i liked but said he would rather paint a finished picture from it which he seems eager to do this in a year or two will be a glorious thing for us and it will be for hayden is struck with the first book i left hayden and the next day received a letter from him proposing to make as he says with all his might a finished chalk sketch of my head to be engraved in the first style and put at the head of my poem saying at the same time he had never done the thing for any human being and that it must have considerable effect as he will put his name to it I begin to-day to copy my second book, thus far into the bowels of the land. You shall hear whether it will be quarto or non-quarto, picture or non-picture. Lee Hunt I showed my first book to. He allows it not much merit as a whole. Says it is unnatural, and made ten objections to it for the mere skimming over. He says the conversation is unnatural, and too high-flown for a brother and sister says it should be simple forgetting do ye mind that they are both overshadowed by a supernatural power and a force cannot speak like francesca in the rimini he must first prove that caliban's poetry is unnatural this with me completely overturns his objections the fact that he and shelley are hurt and perhaps justly at my not having showed them the affair officiously and from several hints i have had they appear much disposed to dissect and anatomize any trip or slip i may have made but who's afraid i tom dem if i am i went last tuesday an hour too late to hazlitt's lecture on poetry got there just as they were coming out when all these pounced upon me hazlitt john hunt and son wells buick all the lancers bob harris i and more the lancers inquired after you particularly i know not whether wordsworth has left town but sunday i dined with hazlitt and hayden also that i took haslam with me i dined with brown lately dilk having taken the champion theatricals was obliged to be in town fanny has returned to walthamstow mr abbey appeared very glum the last time i went to see her and said in an indirect way that i had no business there rice has been ill but has been mending much lately i think a little change has taken place in my intellect lately i cannot bear to be uninterested or unemployed i who for so long a time have been addicted to passiveness nothing is finer for the purposes of great productions than a very gradual ripening of the intellectual powers as an instance of this observe 
i sat down yesterday to read king lear once again the thing appeared to demand the prologue of a sonnet i wrote it and began to read i know you would like to see it on sitting down to king lear once again a golden-tongued romance with serene lute fair plumed siren queen afar away leave melodizing on this wintry day shut up thine olden volume and be mute adieu for once again the fierce dispute betwixt hell torment and impassioned clay must i burn through once more assay the bitter sweet of this shakespearean fruit chief poet and ye clouds of albion begetters of our deep eternal theme when i am through the old oak forest gone let me not wander in a barren dream but when i am consumed with the fire give me new phoenix wings to fly at my desire so you see i am getting at it with a sort of determination and strength though verily i do not feel it at this moment this is my fourth letter this morning and i feel rather tired and my head rather swimming so i will leave it open till to-morrow's post i am in the habit of taking my papers to dilks and copying there so i chat and proceed at the same time i have been there at my work this evening and the walk over the heath takes off all sleep so i will even proceed with you i left off short in my last just as i began an account of a private theatrical well it was of the lowest order all greasy and oily insomuch that if they had lived in olden times when signs were hung over the doors the only appropriate one for that oily place would have been a guttered candle they played john bull the review and it was to conclude with bombastis furioso i saw from a box the first act of john bull then went to drury and did not return till it was over when by wells interest we got behind the scenes there was not a yard wide all the way round for actors scene-shifters and interlopers to move in for nota bene the green room was under the stage and there was i threatened over and over again to be turned out by the oily scene-shifters there did i hear a little painted trollop own very candidly that she had failed in mary with a damned if she'd play a serious part again as long as she lived and at the same time she was habited as the quaker in the review there was a quarrel and a fat good-natured looking girl in soldier's clothes wished she had only been a man for tom's sake one fellow began a song but an unlucky finger-point from the gallery sent him off like a shot one chap was dressed to kill for the king and bombastes and he stood at the edge of the scene in the very sweat of anxiety to show himself but alas the thing was not played the sweetest morsel of the night moreover was that the musicians began pegging and fagging away at an overture never did you see faces more in earnest three times did they play it over dropping all kinds of corrections and still did not the curtain go up well then they went into a country dance then into a region they well knew into the old boonsome pot-house and then to see how pompous of the sudden they turned how they looked about and chatted how they did not care a damn was a great treat i hope i have not tired you by this filling up of the dash in my last 
constable the bookseller has offered reynolds ten guineas a sheet to write for his magazine it is an edinburgh one which blackwood started up in opposition to hunt said he was nearly sure that the cockney school was written by scott so you are right tom there are no more little bits of news i can remember at present i remain my dear brothers your very affectionate brother john end of letter thirty